If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Golden State. Now, we don't need to analyze the game itself. There's no need to analyze a 36-point shredding. This was the Warriors taking out the organ grinder to the San Antonio Spurs and twisting, putting it on full speed and just, yeah! So the Warriors are now up 2-0. In the Western Conference Finals, and the the Alamo guys, to win the Western Conference Championship, they have to now win four of the next five games. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to happen, unless it's not. So Golden State's won 11 straight games. 
and 25 of their last 26 going back to the regular season. Perfect in the the playoffs, all the accolades, the attaboys, uh, way to go, we love you, is there. And the only takeaway that one can have after watching the game two of the Western Conference Finals was this. The San Antonio Spurs, very simple question, did the San Antonio Spurs quit? And I'm going to answer that by saying absolutely. Of course, to, to say that you quit would mean that you showed up and put an honest effort out there at the start of the game. I didn't see that. couple of thoughts. Number one, this is not a San Antonio team that had any kind of a fighting spirit. You know, they like to brag about that, how the, the Spurs are known to not play that hard at times during the regular season. They rest a lot of players. Uh, I think anyone – would agree with that, that they brag about that. That Greg Popovich was the creator. It was his science experiment that went wrong, his disease, that the plague of laziness that has spread across the NBA. But you don't get boat raced if you play with an intensity and a tenacity. Spurs did not. They did not stick to it. <laughs> they pretty much said, ah, oh, we're screwed. And they had the little pity party. They played timid. They played fearful. San Antonio did. And there was no sense of urgency at all. 24 minutes into the game, the Warriors had scored 72 points. 72. Here's Greg Popovich pointing out that his team is gutless. I think we've maybe felt it too much, Kawhi being gone, in the sense that I don't think, as I watched, I don't think they believed. And you have to believe. Uh, and I don't think as a group they really did, which means probably a little bit feeling sorry for themselves, you know, psychologically, subconsciously, whatever psychobabble word you want to use. But that's the way I process it. I, I don't think they started the game with the belief. And it showed in the, you know, the lack of edge, intensity, grunt, you know, all that sort of thing. Uh, and that was disappointing. But when you're playing a team that's as good as Golden State, you're going to get embarrassed if that's the way you come out. And we did. So I think that's the deal more than anything. We'll put it away, go get a meal, and, you know, game three, I expect to see a different team. How many bottles has Greg Popovich had? Bottles of wine. High-end wine. In fact, we're on the radio right now. This is great. We're on the radio in San Francisco, right? We're all over the Bay Area. I'm thinking that somebody that might be hearing my voice right now might be aware that Popovich is at a certain wine bar in the greater San Francisco area. Pop likes a nice bottle of wine, and we know that Northern California has plenty of wine. So I'd like to report. Be curious. You can work as an unpaid correspondent for the Fox Sports Radio Empire if you can find Greg Popovich. Now, before I react to that, because I have a lot to say about that, uh, let's hear more, and here's more, the uh, the back and forth, the yin and the yang, the reporter and Popovich following up where Popovich just admitted his team, uh, they, they have uh, less uh, guts than originally thought. Was it immediately from the start that you saw this, or did it take a couple of oh, minutes for you? Oh, quick slice and hairs. Jeez, was it from the start? Okay. No, it was at one minute and 37 seconds is when we figured that out. Okay, thank you. Or, or maybe it was three, three minutes in, then we realized. Okay. Come on. 
Always a douche, uh, Greg Popovich, right? And the great thing is now, he is celebrated for this. Like, Greg Popovich, we're now at the point where if Popovich doesn't act like a ding-dong, people get upset. He has been empowered to be an a-hole. Greg Popovich is at the place in his life right now where it's like a comedian that shows up. and does. If you don't act like that, you're not telling jokes. If Whoever your favorite comedian is shows up and doesn't tell jokes, you're like, oh, my God, I'm upset. Popovich now has to be an a-hole. That's his gig. He's got to be an a-hole. So, so here's the deal. The San Antonio Spurs played horrifically bad. I, I, I will give Popovich a level of credit for pointing this out. The obvious, right? The obvious. But at the same time, isn't this a issue of coaching? I mean, th- these two games in the Western Conference Finals, we, we hear all the time how wonderful Popovich is and all these championships and how great he is and how wonderful the scheme is and all that. And I don't agree. I don't disagree, I should say, with a lot of that. I, I don't find uh, that necessarily wrong. But he's had a bad couple of games, right? Can you concede that, that Greg Popovich, even without Kawhi Leonard in game one, you've got, I believe it was a 23-point lead when Kawhi Leonard went out. That's a game you win. That's a game you win. And Greg Popovich screwed up. He had never done that before. He'd never screwed up to that level before, blowing that big a lead in the regular season of the playoffs. But he did in game one. And in this game, Greg Popovich was unable to inspire any kind of real effort out of his basketball team. Motivation was not there. In an NBA playoff setting, his basketball team felt sorry for themselves. He admitted it. They had a pity party, and he could not get through to them. He could not. We know that San Antonio is able to be competitive and win playoff games without Kawhi Leonard. They just beat the Rockets twice. Just beat them twice in the playoffs to advance. And Jonathan Simmons, the guy that filled in for Kawhi Leonard, was the top player on the court. And instead of embracing the challenge and taking on the mighty Warriors, San Antonio looked like they had been castrated. Before the game, that's how they play. They played like they had been castrated, and the the goat head, if you will, will be passed around the goat horns, and it starts with Lamarcus Aldridge, who was terrible. Not only was he a basketball player, he was terrible. Here's Greg Popovich addressing. You'll hear the question and the answer. The rather surprising disappearing act of Lamarcus Aldridge. Coach, back to Lamarcus, right, right fast. You said he was timid. Is is any idea where that comes from with him? You want me to be a psychologist now? You want me to? I no, I'll, I'll pass. I already talked about what I what I need from Lamarcus. I'm not going to psychoanalyze him. I don't think he deserves that. See, I disagree with that, and here's why. At this point, the San Antonio Spurs are mental midgets. They need to hire a shrink and bring a shrink in here. This is a beaten basketball team. They've lost their way. They've lost their way. And they need psychological experts to come in at this point here. <laughs> they, need, they need a whole lot. And that, that's where I would start here. And so for the last day or so, the, the word was that Greg Popovich, when he won his little rant, his hypocritical rant about Zaza and the incident with Kawhi Leonard, that that was going to light a fire under the Spurs. Did you hear that? I heard that. He was going to light a fire under the Spurs. 
And it would appear what Greg Popovich was able to do for the San Antonio Spurs was have a team meal before game two, which included sleeping pills, antidepressants, and a whole lot more, like the full package. Now, the second point, Golden State, rightfully so, was on cruise control from the very beginning. Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, they're the headliners. They get all the attention. It's like a half day at work or a half day at school. You didn't have to play that much. You didn't have to play that hard after the first few minutes when the other team conceded and essentially said, no moss, no moss. How about Steph Curry? First two games against San Antonio. The Spurs defense has contained Steph Curry to 56% shooting from the floor, 52% from three-point range. Tremendous defensive effort. And the biggest thing, the Warriors, there's two things the Warriors have to avoid at this point. And there's, there's that, that's it, too. One of them is complacency, and that's a real issue. Boredom. They have to go hang out in San Antonio for a couple of days. Uh, the, game, the next game's not till Saturday. And boredom can be their worst enemy. The fact that the Spurs have already raised the, the white flag, uh, and maybe they'll find their heart, San Antonio back in the, the Alamo. The other thing is the grim reaper of injuries. Zaza Petrulia, he got hurt in this game, and Andre Iguodala is hurt. But these are secondary players. You should be able to win without your secondary players. And from a historical perspective, Golden State, at, at this point, they're, they're so far ahead of San Antonio mentally, they might as well treat it like a regular season. And what would Steve Kerr do in the regular season? He would just start resting players. Let's give Steph Curry a day off. That's, that's what they would do in the regular season. So Anyway, so the, the Ben Mather Show on Fox, and we will bring in Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Please. Alongside here as the NBA playoffs continue, the, the draft lottery, which we'll get to more later. I, yes, big, how exciting. Oh, boy, so exciting. Oh, man, the false No, no conspiracy theories this time around? No, no frozen uh, and no frozen envelopes? No, I mean, no. That, that was David Stern's Made error. to happen that the Celtics and Lakers, the two most historic franchises in the NBA, would get the number one and number two picks. It's the way it's supposed to be, right? You have to have that happen. Good for business, Eddie. I would think so, yes. It's good good to have that happen. A little traffic getting here, Eddie, I understand. You yeah, were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. once in a while, the old freeway is shut down for uh, for some work. Yeah. And you've got to find an alternate way to get here. But uh, I did, I, I will admit, I did break some uh, speed laws on the way here. But really? uh, did get here in time. Did you use the traffic app? No, I did not use the traffic app. Why didn't you use the traffic app? Uh, because I don't think that that makes any difference at all. It absolutely makes a difference. It would have told you in advance that the road was closed. You could have dodged that. You could have gone around that. It would have given you an alternative. I did, I did go around it. I was forced to go around <laughs> well, it. No, but it would have helped you. It would have given you a different way where there's less traffic. Uh, yeah, I don't think it really helped. But I, I, I got here in plenty time. of time, but thank you. It's a wonderful uh, option to have. Yeah. I recommend it highly. I'm not going to name it because they don't. I've named it before. You have, they don't, they yes. They pay me to. I, I had it at one time and didn't uh, didn't care for it. What's not? It, it talks to you. What's not to care about? I mean, it's, it's, very, it's the easiest it's thing it's to wear. It's very busy. It's like my, I talked to my friend in Dallas the other day. He was driving somewhere to see some uh, show or something like that, some band. And he's like, I'm outside Dallas. I'm, I don't know where I am. I, I'm like, hey, idiot, just download this app. I'm telling my friend on the phone. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's just like you. 
No one listens to common sense. It, you anymore. know, just because something is popular doesn't mean it's for everyone. I don't know that it's popular or not. I use it. It's one. Okay. I'm in the top. I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm glad in the it top works for you. One percent. I don't care for it. I am in the top one percent of users of that app. Good for you. I'm a one percenter at a traffic app. It's really, really exciting news. It's important. I'll never be a one percenter. I'll do overnight radio. I'm never going to be a, a one percenter. You of the are real a one percenter of overnight radio hosts. Really? Yeah. I don't know. This, I guess there's other hosts. They suck, but there's other people doing this. We so. got Nori. We know about that. Well, Nori's good. He's upstairs. He's good, but he's not really competition. I mean, we, is he going to break down the lottery? Is that? Did the uh, Koop- only if there's some uh, some conspiracy? Did the Koopa, Cha- Koopa Cabra uh, play <laughs> play involved in that? I, I almost got it out correct. Yeah. Koopa Cabra. That was close. Yeah. Did the uh, the uh, the guys in the blankets? Do they come down there and mess with the lottery or the the Grays? Is that the the alien God, contingent? I have no idea. Maybe the Comtrails. Maybe they were the they were the problem there. Could that have been me as some wild animal, the Koopa Cabra? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, all we say on this show is you've got to be close. You don't have to be accurate. You've got to be close. Oh, thank and, God. And you you knew by what I said that I was close. Yes. Now I, I was a, in the right ballpark. Yes. I, I have a now, question because, for you, I, Okay. Before you ask the question, I'm annoyed with you. You're like a pest. Okay. Because of you yesterday, Coop, my inbox was flooded again with Jeter fanboys. So later on, I'm going to have to. I had to nothing to do with what you said. It had well, to do with Coop. No, because no, because it's a long story. Uh, but uh, later on, I will address uh, again. Uh, I will clarify my position because of you. Now, what did you want to say? Well, I mean, I don't want to spark something something new here, but I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna have to because uh, going back to your Maller monologue, yeah. this has always confused me, and I want I want to kind of dive into this and get to the bottom of it. Yes, it seems that. You have so much, uh, I don't know, disdain for Greg Popovich for being an a-hole to reporters, which is which is weird, first of all, because I feel like you hate stupid questions from reporters, and all he does is point out how stupid the questions are. But then secondly, I feel like you like Bill Belichick for the exact same reason that you hate Greg Popovich. What? Why is that? Well, let me address the Popovich thing. The Popovich thing at this point now is fake. He's a phony, and uh, it, it's pretty clear. Now he goes in there. He's like, "How can and I Belichick be? Isn't? How can I be the biggest douche?" And the, the whole sideline thing and all that. Uh, so I'm annoyed with Popovich. I'm annoyed with Popovich. The the Bill Belichick thing. I find him somewhat amusing, but we have mocked Belichick at the same time. Some of his ridiculous answers. I think you. You are selectively hearing my position on Bill Belichick. But we've, we play Belichick sound during the NFL season, and I will mock and goof on Belichick. We'll play drops well, of Bill Belichick. You mock and goof on him, but I think, but I think you like him. And, and there's, there just seems to be some, uh, some dislike, some would serious you like dislike me to, for Would Popovich. you like me to dislike Belichick? I just I wonder why everything's not equal. I, I wonder what the Life, difference is. Life's not equal. Uh, you know I, think there's, I think there's something more Do to I, this. No one said I have to be equal. There's, there's or a, have I'm a, consistency. I'm a talk. Yeah. I'm very consistent. That's, that's one, not, that's one not thing true. I am is consistent. No, that's not true. Hello. Absolutely. Hello. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. He is the caller of the year. He is caller royalty. He's a legend. We welcome in from New York City. Real talk. 
What's going on, man? The party can finally start. What's up, man, my dude? Real real talk. It's an honor to speak to you. As you know, you are the most polarizing. You are the most controversial. You are the most outrageous caller that we have. You are are upsetting to other people. They cannot handle you. They don't get you. They want to ban you, and I get you. I understand where you're coming from. I know that you're good for business. And unlike these other mortals, many of them that call the show, that do not provide content, you come prepared with a huge bag of goodies. That's what you provide here. What do you have in your bag of goodies today? Well, first things first, Ben, I just want to say that uh, I'm just uh, letting you know ahead of time that I'll be calling in tomorrow, and I will be cashing in my karaoke ticket with one Edmund Dallas Big Willie Garcia. Yeah, that's yes, great. Sir. A little musical entertainment. Yes, sir. Look that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Eddie Garcia. <laughs> Scattered pictures <laughs> of the smiles we left behind. We, we yeah, more yeah, more of that coming tomorrow, y- apparently. Y- you know what we need is we need like a holiday album. The hits, oh. the Ben Maller show. Uh, out. I guess you don't really need an album anymore. We'll just put them on, uh, on the Internet. Uh, that's old school. Come up with an album. But we'll come up with like a couple of songs. We'll, just, we'll charge like a, you know, a buck for them. How great would that be? Oh, Ben, the best, the best time is when you, when you sing off the fly. You want to sing a little song right now with me, Ben? Let's try it. Fish don't fry on the kitchen. Come on, Ben. The bees don't well, I need, on I need, the I need music. Yeah, I need a whole lot of trouble out here. Just get up that hill. Yeah. Racist. Well, you faded. Don't play the races. What are you talking about? It's a great tune. The Jeffersons. The Jeffersons is a wonderful show. It was great. It's a 1970s television in its best, but it's in reruns. You can still see it every once in a while. I was very upset. I was depressed for two days when, when George Jefferson passed away. I was very upset by that. I was, I was yeah, upset. Some people say the Jeffersons is the greatest spin-off show ever because it was from, originally from uh, the Archie Bunker show, All in the Family. Yeah, it's well. What uh, what was the show that got uh, Frasier got spun off from Cheers? That did pretty yeah. well, but the Jeffersons. Jeffersons. Joni plus Joni loves Chachi and Mark from Art. That. We're for happy days. <laughs> you're a t- you're, you're multi-dimensional real talk. You can go old school TV. You got everything. Mm-hmm. Look at that's another reason real talk's the call of the year. Right there. Speaking of which, Ben. Yeah. Dude, I am super psyched for caller season. It's coming up after the NBA final. But I was I was going to ask, you know, since since you're not doing any game shows this week, there's tons of sports star sports talk real estate. So I was thinking maybe. Tomorrow should be the first time you do Real Talk Presents, uh, Ask Ben, and a P1 Friend. So I was wondering oh, so you, wanted you, to, you wanted to, like, sit in? Is that what you're getting at here? You no, want, no, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe not. But I'm, I'm yeah. thinking, I'm thinking if, who, if, if it can't be Jeannie from Medford, I'm kind of curious about maybe Tammy should be on Real Talk Presents, Ask Ben, and a P1 Friend. Yeah. Because, like, remember, like, last week, Tammy was asking how your weekend was? And she said, like, oh, she spent the whole weekend, like, hooking up. Dude, that just went in one ear and not the other with you. I'm super curious. You want to you like, find out who she was hooking up with? Yeah, you want, you I want, want names, like, you want ages, you want all well, that. Well, not like yeah. that. I'm, I'm, I'm curious, like, is Tammy married? Is she 
single? I don't think she's. Have, like, I don't think buddy? she's. I don't think she's married. Does, I, I does think... he keep it cash? Is she into butt stuff? Uh, yeah, whatever. All right, all right. Well, <laughs> I'm just curious. Yeah, I'm curious. I, I, you are a curious man. I like curiosity. I like being surrounded by people <laughs> that are very curious. Hey, where are the white women at? And uh, we will consider that. I, I will. I will consider that, and we will put that in the bag, and we will. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right. Thank yeah. you, Real Talk. Wait, but before, yeah. before yeah. I head out, I just yeah. got to say something to Eddie. Eddie, dude, I just want to let you know, dude. Bring it on tomorrow, and dude, Eddie, I just remember the last time we sung and. How you had your fingers wrapped around my my big black microphone and your your chest heaving and your lungs bursting. You're not you're oh, not helping. Oh, so amazing! That oh. was really good. Helping. Uh, I guess he's gone, but uh, there he goes. Uh, real talk. So, Racist. You want to be the caller of the year? You got to get to that level. That's a different level. It's a very tough level to get to. It's very difficult. And I know the trolls will get out and they'll rip him, but I know good radio, and that is amazing. Yeah, amazing radio. Coop has just in, informed me of the song that Real Talk has. Don't reveal it. I'm I, not I, going I to. I just, oh, I am. No. Uh, is it a hard song? Are you worried about that? Are you worried about the language in the song? Are you concerned about that? It's a very unique song that he has selected. Okay. I would not have thought he was going to pick this song. Yeah. Well, all, I, I didn't, I didn't know he knew 1970s television. Real talk. I had no idea. Yeah, he's showing his age a little bit here with this song he's picked as well. I don't, so. he's, he's cultured. No, I don't think he's that old, though. Real Talk seems like a young guy to me. I disagree. Really? How old do you think I he think is? he's our age. Really? Yeah. No way. Oh, hold yeah. on. Is he still there? Let me find. Are you a Real Talk? Oh, hold on a second. I think I'm going to say Real Talk's in his like, early to mid-30s. Uh, real Talk, uh, how yes, how old are you, Real Talk? Oh, I just, I just turned 32. Oh, that's exactly right. You see the, the cosmic connection that I have with Real Talk? You were off by 10 years, uh, 15 years, Eddie. It's a bad job. Well, if you him. believe him, yeah. Absolutely believe him. Why would he lie? It's call of the year. Call of the year, do not he, lie. He wanted to make you look good. No, he did not. He didn't want to make me look good. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. The NBA draft sounds like a wonderful thing. The lottery, in theory, it's great, right? The bottom-feeding teams all get together. And they have a big event, and then they are rewarded with the top pl- pick in the draft. They can get the top player in international basketball or college basketball. What could possibly be wrong with this? What could possibly be wrong with this? And they did it again. There they were, the 76ers, the Lakers, the Suns, the Magic, the Timberwolves, the Knicks. Uh, all of these teams, uh, the usual suspects, getting together for a little partay in New York City. And the NBA marketing department laid it on thick, as they normally do. Among the talking points that I received from the NBA and the pundits, the knowledgeable people supposedly around basketball, that the draft is going to reshape the NBA. I heard that a lot. Uh, I also heard that this particular draft, unlike other drafts, is glamorous and that this is going to change the fortunes of these teams for years to come. And it's a version of these lines that is used year after year. They just repackage many of these statements, uh, and you'll hear the same things in 2018 that you heard here in 2017. And the, the goal was to have your heart swell and your breath catch and your chest tighten with anticipation as you were watching the draft lottery. Now, I'm at the point now where I've been burned too many times, so this is not for me. 
Uh, for years, I remember watching the Clippers when they when they used to be bad a long time ago. I'm old. They've been good for so long. But when they were bad and they were in the lottery year after year after year, and I heard the same things that they're saying now back then, that these players are going to be great, they're going to be wonderful. And if you listen a lot, you know this is going to be hard for you to believe, but at one point I was gullible. I was a sucker. I was a rube. And I bought it. I believed the hype. I believed the salesmanship, the stretches that were being used on players that were drafted. I thought, well, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, you know, lose 60 games a year, and then you get this lottery pick, and now you're going to be good. And you know what I learned? I learned they were all lies. Lies, lies, lies. So I've been burned too many times. It didn't work for me. Uh, I found the, the word I have for this is annoying. Uh, more than anything. Right? And so Boston, congratulations. The Celtics edged out the Lakers for the top selection in the 2017 NBA draft. So let's talk about this. And we'll get into the Lakers more later. But the question here is the Celtics have the number one pick. And I know some find this hard to believe. But the number one pick, if you're going to talk about the lottery, I find that more interesting than the number two pick. So we'll start with that. And the question this hour is this. I'm going to ask you this. I'll answer it. If you were the Celtics, you got the number one pick in the draft, compliments of Brooklyn. Brooklyn, not in the house. So if you're the Celtics, what would you do with the number one pick in the draft? And my advice is no different now than it was at the NBA trade deadline. And I've not changed my position on this. I would trade the number one pick. I would hold a swap meet, and I would say, call me up. Make an offer. What do you want for the number one pick? And I'll tell you why. First of all, the Celtics already are a good team. They they had the best record in the East, although that's a bit of an aberration because Cleveland didn't try to compete a lot during the regular season. They didn't give a, an honest effort to get the number one seed. But the Celtics did win the number one seed. They're in the final four of the NBA. They're in the Eastern Finals against Cleveland. Now, Boston can close the gap on Cleveland even more. And the way they can do that is with an established player. There is much too high a fail rate among the top pick and the, the top two or three picks in the NBA draft. I just don't trust it. And I think if you look at the data, or the data, depending on how you say it. Take that for data. If you look at it, it the, the numbers just don't add up to saying that this is going to work out to be a a transcendent player for a franchise. And I would warn you, it's a lesson that I learned the hard way after years of being dragged into this rabbit hole. I would warn you to not be brainwashed by the hype. That's what I would warn you. And I know that I'm in the hype business. I get that. It's part of what I do. But Markel Fultz of Washington and Lonzo Ball could both be very good NBA players. Uh, certainly could, right? Very talented players have got good things going for them. They also could be the next Anthony Bennett or Andrea Bargnani. And Danny Ainge has been hoarding draft picks uh, for many, many years. Now is the time to make a splash. Now, I would have made the splash at the trade dip. But here's what you should do. I'm going to give Danny Ainge some free advice. And you always turn to the radio guy for advice. My advice is this. You call the Boston Celtics. You're the Boston Celtics. You call the Chicago Bulls. You say, listen, I got the number one pick in the draft. All right? I want Jimmy Butler. Let's, let's make a deal. Let's get Jimmy Butler into a Celtics uniform. I feel he's, he's someone that, that will help us. You guys, 
you're not going anywhere. Uh, you, you know, take this lottery ticket with Markel Fultz. Have have fun with that. And and then I'd also call the Detroit Pistons up and I'd say, hey, you're going into a new arena in downtown Detroit. And Andre Drummond's been there for a few years. You're not exactly going anywhere with Andre Drummond. Why don't you try to turn things around with somebody else? And we'll take Andre Drummond, who's uh, from Connecticut, not that far away. Went to college there very briefly. We'll take Andre Drummond. And then I'd call some other teams up. And I'd I'd make a few other phone calls around the NBA randomly. Uh, I'd I'd call the Knicks up and say, hey, you want to get rid of Kristaps Porzingis? I know he wants to play for the Clippers but maybe he wants to play for the Celtics and we'll give you the number one pick. You, the, the point is you have options if you're the Celtics. And all of the options that I feel like are most realistic to help you win in the Eastern Conference, they all involve trading the number one pick. And secondly, you keep if you keep the draft pick, you are then playing Powerball is what you're doing. And, and you've already won the lottery, so you say, well, you've already won Powerball. But no, see, the next step of this is to actually get a good player. There's several layers as you, you peel back the onion here. I would rather have an established player every time. I would rather have an established player every time. And if you look at the top three players in this particular draft, at least at this point, and this is likely to change, you know how the draft works. It's a, a little less wild than the NFL draft, but the same concept applies. The NBA draft, you build a player up and then you knock him down. Build him up and knock him down. That's how you go. And there's always that surprise player that wowed teams in workouts. And it's usually some international player that you've never heard of that comes out of nowhere. And maybe that'll happen this year. Maybe it won't. But the top three players, I mentioned Markel Fultz of Washington, Lonzo Ball of UCLA, and the third player that's getting a lot of hype uh, that's gotten a lot of love here, is out of Kansas, Josh Jackson. There's some other players, but I'll, I'll use those for this conversation. Now, certainly, I, I said, listen, Markel Fultz, I think we all saw him play a little bit at Washington, although not that much. Uh, a talented player, athletic player, can score. They've compared him to James Harden. So we'll start with that. Dynamic offensive player. The kiss of death being compared to an MVP candidate. And remember, Markel Fultz, the dark side is, in a very brief stay at the University of Washington, the Huskies won nine games. Nine games with this guy playing on their team last year. That's embarrassing. And then you've got Lonzo Ball, the UCLA power kid, who I like. I love the showmanship. I love the bravado. He's good for business. But if you're being objective about Lonzo Ball, he's got an unorthodox jump shot, and he comes in a combo deal. You cannot just get Lonzo Ball. You get LeVar Ball part of the package. It's like they're conjoined at the waist. It's an amazing situation they've got going on there. Now, I don't mind that, but I have a feeling that old uh, Blue Bloods in the NBA will have a problem with that. And then you have Josh Jackson, who impressed me more than anybody last year in the NCAA tournament with Kansas. His offensive game, uh, there's a guy that can uh, step into the NBA, and you would assume be able to score in the NBA right away. And they the, the scouting reports say, oh, they love his versatility, all these buzzwords that are used. The intangibles is always a fun one. But Jackson and, and our guys in Kansas City and in Kansas and all over that area, that region, know that he, he had several run-ins with the law while playing for the Jayhawks. The most famous one where he threatened to beat a woman, uh, a female basketball player, they had a confrontation, and that happened, I think, in December? Uh, of last year. So some of that you can say, well, he's just college guy. Crap happens. Happened to me. It happened to you. You know, all that. 
the, the issue with the draft is this. There's a lot of bait and switch. And what I mean by that is you get suckered in to believing the hyperbole about these draft picks, and oftentimes you get the old switcheroo, and you end up being sold a bill of goods. So the final word on this, now known commodities, known commodities are very difficult in any business to come up with. We, we do commercials for ZipRecruiter, for example, and ZipRecruiter, they encourage you to hire, you know, they, if you're looking to hire someone, we, we say go to ZipRecruiter.com and all that and use my name, Maller. And, and the reason that's an important resource is because if you're in the hiring business, it's very tough to find qualified people that are proven. And just because somebody you, know, you think is going to be good, whether it's Fultz or Ball or Jackson or several other of these top-ranked players, I'd rather know, I'd draft someone who's not that old, still young enough before their prime, who's a known commodity. Boston should attempt to add one of those players. The number one overall pick is not the end-all, be-all. I gave out the stat, and I'll give it here on the radio. Over the last 20 years, I went back and looked, of the last 20 number one overall picks, there have been a total of three of those number one picks that actually won a championship with the team that drafted them. And that list is Tim Duncan, who got drafted by the Spurs when they tanked after they had David Robinson. LeBron James, who had to leave Cleveland and then come back, and then Kyrie Irving, who jumped on the LeBron choo-choo train. That's the list. So more times than not, you end up with crushed dreams and broken hearts if you keep the pick. I would trade the pick. My advice to all these teams, trade, trade, trade. Get an established player. Get a guy that's been drafted high, that's proven himself, rather than take the unknown. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, I was planning on spending more time talking about the NBA game, but there's not much to talk about. How many different ways can you uh, can you try to get some blood out of a turnip here talking about what happened in the NBA last night uh, with the despicable, despicable performance uh, of the San Antonio Spurs? And the great thing about the Spurs fans, and I'll give you guys credit. Now, you've been flooding my inbox. You've been attacking me on social media. I, I told my wife I wanted to bet a guy $10,000 these Spurs were not going to come back. She's happy the guy didn't take the bet, by the way. She's happy about that. But here's the thing. All right, the, the Spurs, two games, they both games were games where Greg Popovich is at fault here. The first game, you blow a 25-point lead. They should have won that game even without Kawhi Leonard. And the second game, they had a pity party. They felt sorry for themselves. And uh, Golden State just slammed them down, smashed them, smashed them around the arena in Oakland. So, Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. I like the new horn. I approve. It's good, good horn. I liked it. Eh, eh, eh. Did you see the latest uh, story about Steve Kerr? Steve I did, Kerr. I did not see the latest story about Golden State Warriors head coach. Steve well, Kerr. he's he's still giving pep talks at halftime. He's he's still giving uh, pep talks. I didn't halftime. really need one this this game though. Yeah, I think it was stay awake, boys. To stay awake, we we could forfeit if we don't have five players on the court. What what would have happened if Steph Curry said, you know, I've done my work here. Can I go? I'd like to. I have, I have plans at a night. I have dinner plans at a nice restaurant. I'd like to get out of here and get to bed early. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't have affected the game. I'm sure of that. Yeah. He's not coaching again, right? Steve Kerr is, uh, as far as Kerr is concerned, like, that's it. He's not. 
I don't know. Did he have another procedure? Did well, he, had, right? he had a procedure a couple of weeks back. But the idea that he's going to come back and, and coach in the NBA finals, are, are we then going to have to hear, that's a Steve Kerr moment, if he comes back and coaches? Are we going to have to hear that? Probably. Well, if he, if he Well, here's the funny thing. If Steve Kerr has a Willis-Reed moment, that would mean he'll come back and coach a quarter and then go back to the locker room, and then for the next 70 years, people will talk about that one quarter that he coached. And how he inspired the Golden State Warriors to victory. Because yeah, he'd have to coach in New York, I think, for that to happen. Oh yeah, the New York hype machine. I'll have to crank it up there. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And away we go. It is Mallard of the third degree, and we bring in the Coop Dalup. For weeks leading up to the draft, everyone was speculating if the Cleveland Browns would target their quarterback of the future with the number one overall pick. They didn't, of course, and instead waited till midway through the second round to take Deshaun Kaiser. Earlier this week, Hugh Jackson said that there would be an open competition at quarterback, but Kaiser downplayed that, saying that he feels he has so much more to learn before worrying about competing for the starting gig. Ben, I know that you would say to start Kaiser right off the bat. Yes, but when do you am think I too? He... Am I too predictable, Coop? Do you know all my positions? Yes, uh, <laughs> but him, I got to change it up. But when do you think he actually will take over? Yeah, if Deshaun Kaiser does not drown in training camp, right? If he's not overwhelmed as he tries to fit in the Browns' locker room, then I start him week one. I, I don't. I don't mess around with this. I. I allow him the opportunity to make sure that he's competent to play quarterback in training camp and that he's not going to go out there and do a face plant at the beginning of the season and he can call the plays and he has some grasp of the huddle. First of all, this is the most depressing quarterback battle in the history of the NFL. You've got Cody Kessler, Deshaun Kaiser, and for the moment, Brock Osweiler on the lineup. It's like giving a child, a five-year-old kid, a plate of broccoli, cauliflower, and Brussels sprouts and saying, all right, pick your favorite. Which one do you like? How about none of the above? Uh, And secondly, I'm a believer that you learn by doing, you don't learn by watching. And I can only speak for myself, but that's how I learned. I I did a a lot of uh, sitting around radio stations, listening to talk show hosts and watching them work, But I didn't really learn how to do radio until I actually did radio. And the same thing goes for anything in life. That's how I learn. Now, other people are different. The Browns' offense is a melody of one-yard screen passes. They mix in a five- or six-yard out pattern. And then as many sacks as you can possibly handle. That's the Browns' offense. So this is not exactly solving the matrix to play quarterback in Cleveland. They're going to win at most four games. If everything breaks right, that's a 4-12 and team in Cleveland. So I say throw Deshaun Kaiser out there, give him a baptism by fire, and see if he can figure it out. Next, 76ers head coach Brett Brown. Who? The great uh, Brett Brown. Never heard of him. Brownie. Yeah, I guess, I guess he's a head coach in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, he made a radio appearance on Monday to talk about the NBA draft when he gave a little bit of insight into what strategy the team would be using. He said the team would not be targeting the best player available, but rather the best fit for the team. 
Now, Ben, for a team as crappy as the 76ers, do you yeah. agree with this strategy, or do you take the best and figure things out from there? Now, I'm going to call you out a little bit here, Coop. And the reason I'm going to call you out, what Brett Brown did was exchange one draft cliche for another draft cliche. Right? He, he exchanged, and now it like, sounds like a genius. Listen, my advice is simple here. The 76ers have the third pick, and I'm going to give them the same advice. I'm giving the Celtics. I'll give the Lakers that advice as well. You trade the pick. You, you got to trade the pick. Number one, they have a roster filled in Philadelphia with blue chip lottery picks. And you know what they all have in common? They're losers in the NBA. And many of them can't even stay on the court. You are what your record says you are. Philadelphia won 28 games last year. They've got the worst record in basketball the last four years. And they've tried to get that bad. They finished 25 games behind the Celtics last year. I keep hearing Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons. Yeah, but Ben Simmons. Yeah, but Ben Simmons is coming. Okay. He's the latest Messiah. He's the latest savior of 76er basketball. The problem is nobody knows whether or not he can actually live up to the billing in Philly. And that's very high praise. He's not being undersold at all. And number two, if if the Sixers want to get serious about winning, and we keep hearing they do, and Joel Embiid and these other guys say that, they need to upgrade the roster. You don't win with the current setup they have in Philadelphia. Minnesota, for example, the Timberwolves have these blue-chip players. I used them as an example earlier. I'll use it here, too. But they're not winning. They need to get an older player on that roster, a couple older players. The ingredients in winning – are not just stacking the deck with a bunch of lottery picks and rolling the ball out there. Every player has an upside and intangibles and great length, and they don't collectively work together. Next! Tom Brady is on the cover of this year's edition of the Madden video game. They are marketing it as the GOAT edition. Yeah. When uh, being interviewed on Monday, Brady was asked if he thinks that he's moved past Joe Montana as the greatest quarterback of all time. Brady gave an interesting answer. Quote, I don't agree with that, and I'll tell you why. I know myself as a player. I'm really a product of what I've been around, who I was coached by, what I played against in the era I played in. Ben, do you think Brady has a point? No, listen, Tom Brady is, that's a loaded question that Brady was asked. And he answered it uh, with kid gloves. He's been a diplomat. How else was Brady supposed to answer that question, Coop? What did you want Tom Brady to say? What were you going for there? Yes, I am the best of all time. That's what you no, should no, say. People would have killed him for that. And Tom Brady would have been just torn apart if he had said that right. He would have been seen as the world's biggest douche if he had come out and no, said, that's I'm confidence. Tom Brady and I'm the greatest ever. So instead, instead of that, he hung out at the intersection of classy and humble. And he said, all right, I'll go down that road. But the, the key to any you know, system, if you will, is having great players who can execute. Uh, Joe Montana was a system quarterback. He had Jerry Rice and Joe Mon- uh, uh, John Taylor uh, and Roger Craig and all these great players around him. And he had the top coach in that era, Bill Walsh. And I never thought I would, I would see a better quarterback than Joe Montana. Uh, but my eyes and my gut and everything says it's, it's Tom Brady. He's clearly better. He knows it. You know it. Everybody knows it. But you can't say that because you get called a douche when you do that kind of thing. And that's what Tom Brady was doing. But he is the gold standard of all time. There it is. We're very late. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you failed this edition. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Why? 
Because you just you just felt like failing. <laughs> well, no, no, CBS CBS should have gone after Tom Brady because he's he's a great analyst and he's able to to oh, decipher the stop. fact that he's he is a, just a product of what he's yeah, been around yeah, and who he's yeah, been coached oh, by. Stop. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Well, normally we would play password, the word game of the stars at this point, but we've taken a timeout on the game shows, and, and we hope to get back to it next week, but there was a rampant and systematic cheating scandal that took place uh, during the Run! game shows involving the staff. There was a lot. Also known as you losing. There was a lot of nonsense. You Run! you told me your feedback. You didn't like it. You know, these guys were abusing their power here, and so uh, as a... As a disciplinarian, I had to stop this manipulation and put the brakes on it, and so no one gets to play. And I don't blame you, Ben. If I kept getting my ass kicked, I'd probably quit playing the games so, too. Of course, uh, Eddie, part of that, uh, trying to yeah. change it, that's a red herring. Little Benny has taken his ball and gone home. All right. Uh, yet again, Eddie Garcia, who is a central figure in uh, this scandal, shocking that he would take that position. I think we all you mean know the what truth. Going on. Uh, it is crazy. I would take that position well, again. We know what happened, uh, Willie. One of the reasons you have that nickname is because you lost to me multiple you, times uh, and decided to give me a nickname. That's, that's illegal, why I have it. An illegal clue. You were trying to manipulate the game, and you wanted your desired outcome, which you got. And uh, you're not going to work. It's not going to work here. Listen, the proof is on the audio. It's on the podcast for it, past shows. It definitely shows. is. You're and so right. Go back and listen, everybody. Anybody that is has an IQ above 80 will come to the conclusion that, that you these, suck at the these, games. Yes, you're right. I agree with you. These guys, uh, again, uh, were, were cheating. They were breaking the rules, and uh, I had to put a stop to it. So as a, as a grown-up, as the only adult on the show, <laughs> I have decided to That's put a, a stop to this. <laughs> And we're all ben, you, you were the and- kid when we were little playing video games. If you lost, you would have threw the controller and said, you gave me the broken one. No, no. This yeah. is not an overreaction. Yeah, yeah. I, I warned you guys for several weeks. I tried to defuse the situation. I like how he thinks I, he's punishing us by not playing the games. I attempted to restore order to the show, uh, and you guys continued to manipulate the games uh, and I ah! warned you, and I said, do not do this. Do not press my buttons because uh, <sighs> I am going to do something you do not like, and here we are. So uh, I'm perfectly I'm, fine with not playing the games. All right, that's good. All right, very good. Then we, we're not playing the games. And maybe we'll never play the games. Maybe we'll just do something else. I mean, how about that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, angry Bill is on Fox Sports Radio. Who uh, Remember, he, last we spoke, he agreed with me, thought I was right. So let's continue that conversation with Angry Bill. That's sometimes the problem with you, Ben, is you hear things that aren't said. But that's okay. I said I agree with you at your show, and I agree with you at your monologue. You are so wrong, Bozo. You don't have a clue about the game of baseball. Your knowledge of baseball is a pimple on a cow's ass compared to mine. Okay. <laughs> yes, you are so much. You are so much. You are so much smarter. You are so much smarter, Grand Poobah, uh, as you uh, are. You in jail or out of jail when you're making this right phone here, call? That, right now, I'm out. But after hearing that there's going to be a duet tomorrow night yeah. between uh, Eddie the Taco Man and uh, the Collard Green Real Talk, yeah. I'm thinking about going to jail. 
All right, so, so I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the chance. I'm a nice guy, so I'm gonna give you a chance. I want to see how you can refute what I said. I, I went point by point on Derek Jeter. I want you to disprove the things that I said. Prove me wrong. Go ahead, debunk my Maller monologue. Feel free. Go ahead, point by point. Let's just say they're right. Okay. Okay. Well, you're yeah, not I'm bringing right. up the point. One, two, three. Four, five, yeah. six championships. He's a winner. Oh, yes, What's the value won, on being a winner? He won five. Bozo. You don't even know What's how many. What's the value on being a winner? You don't know Bozo. how many. You know how many championships he won. Not thing? two. Not three. Not four. Thank you. See, see uh, thank you. There's, there's He's a, going. There, there's six. a. There's a little. There's a little problem six. with that. He won five World Series. He didn't win six. Yeah. So That's you're nice. wrong. You've he'll lost win all. One when he's dead you've lost so all. Good. You've lost all credibility. He'll win the sixth one when he's dead. How's that? Oh, so are you gonna, are you going to be involved in that angry bill? Are you gonna are you going to be there when that happens? Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. All right. So you, you missed the so whole you, point. So you've called of him up being a winner. Just for the record, you've called up to refute my argument, to disprove my argument, and you 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 bring facts. You you gave him an extra world championship. You love him so sure. much. You want to suck That's his toes. And you don't, you don't even have the facts. The next one the Yankees win will be because of him. You oh, is, is, that, is that you don't right? Get the because tone that he sets. The tone. The thing in the clubhouse that he sets. Oh, my God. The Yankees yeah. will get. The, uh, don't, don't get me started with the intangibles. Is that what you're going to do here? How about the momentum of the Yankees? Oh, the momentum. momentum yes, yeah, momentum and intangibles. Oh, my God. Made up sports gibberish. You, yes. you brought up things you Just cannot like quantify, you, you can't see, you can't touch, and I'm supposed to believe that. I'm supposed to ben, believe I'm too busy on the other line. I'm ordering my Tony Romo homo yeah. T-shirt for tomorrow night's songs. All right. Very good. That is about as whole as you can get right. listening to two well, men you, sing together. You, you go watch the tape of Jeter winning his sixth World Series and get back to me, yes? I couldn't. My eyes teared up too bad. I couldn't see it. I know. It's amazing. You, you couldn't see it. Right. You couldn't see it. I couldn't see it either. It's amazing. Who goofed? I've got to know. I have no idea. All right. Because you're pimple on the cow's ass. All right. So, again, you called up to refute my monologue, and you your argument is he won six championships, and he's got intangibles. The next one's a six one. You're right. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe, Him and a dead Yogi Berra. That's, yes, exactly. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Bill. All right. There you go. Say a win for me. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Boom goes the dynamite. That is correct. Right there. That's how that works. Uh, let's say hello to Justin in Cincinnati, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Justin. Ben, it's tough to follow David Duke, who was on prior to me. <laughs> but here's the thing. Jeter, he's Zach Cozart. I mean, that's all he is. Yeah. And these people can't get over him. I don't get it. It's just it's ridiculous. Well, I get it. I understand hero worship. I don't take part in hero worship, but these guys, I, I understand. If you grew up watching Jeter, I totally get it, and you, you're going to run and defend the guy, but he was not as good as people think he was. He just wasn't. That's a fact. It's not really a debatable fact. And when the main argument on the other side is a guy that called up and said, we won six championships, which he didn't, and you talk about intangibles, that's embarrassing. You're 100% correct on this. I hate agreeing with you, but you're right. Are there a lot of birds? You're like in a, Are you in a bird, bird sanctuary? What the hell's going on no. there? No, I'm in southern Ohio, and it's just the sun's coming up, and the birds are going nuts. What kind of birds are we talking about here? I want you to paint a picture. A We're word. talking about robins, blackbirds, finches. 
It's like no, a, no geese there, Danny. It's like a bird apocalypse <laughs> That's a there. That's a condor. Or a condor. That's a bird apocalypse is what it is, man. So, That's great. That's could you, could you put your phone out the window for us? Yeah, we want to record that. Okay, here. Hold on. This is amazing radio. It's like the fake sound effects that the CBS plays at Augusta. I can officially say, without a shadow of a doubt, that the Ben Maller show has gone to the birds. <laughs> okay, Ben, that's all I wanted to say. I'm glad right. you got your bird audio here well, and see your stuff. Thank you. All right, you're the bird man. There okay, you go. see you, All right, uh, Just. The most birds I've heard other than going to the zoo. I used to go to the, the San Diego Zoo, and there were a lot of birds there. The, uh, the wild animal park, even more birds. But, uh, wow. That's a whole lot of bird action. All right, that's uh, so the the Ben Maller show on Fox. Now we are on Twitter at Ben Maller. Well, I, I should point out actually, I I, sh- I should point out that uh, Koopa Loop was blown away today. Let's see, are you still there? Hey, uh, hey, uh, Miami man, are you still there? Yeah, I love you. Oh my, you've been headache. Stop. Turn. Put put him down. Koopa right. uh, Loop was. Fascinated by video of Weed Man Hippie, which is on YouTube. Weed Man Hippie had a TV show in New York, and Coop did not know about this, but this goes back to like the early 90s. Did you know about this? I did actually know about this. He had told me about this, but I didn't I didn't remember. I thought I had told you guys. It looked like it was filmed by interns. Well, it was like a public access. But it was on in New York. If you have, if you have a public access TV show in Manhattan, you probably got like ten million viewers. Right? I mean, you probably got a lot. You of had a live studio audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah you got to feel good if you're one of those people. A couple of the people in the audience did not look pleased to be there. All right, let me let me uh, hold on. Weed man, are you there now? Don't yell. Calm down. I know you've smoked a lot of weed, but just calm down, please. Are you there? Just talk normal like you did uh, on that 1994 show. Give, it's such a mashugan. He's giving me a headache. All right, ho- ma- weed man, listen. The TV show cost me $40,000. I sent it to HBO. They sent it, they sent it back to me saying we wonder why. accept unsolicited material. All right, so now we missed some of that because you were talking and we didn't. We didn't. We're, so you, I did a cable TV show. Yes, I'm in Hollywood cable. Yeah. from 1983 to 1990. I did a pilot TV show. Yeah. that one you see, I sent to you. That cost me. $40,000, I sent it to HBO, they uh, sent it back to me saying, we do not accept unsolicited okay. material. But you know there are other channels that you could have sent that to. Like there are no, bun- no, no, not back then, then. This was no, but there were, there, there were, you could, be- you could have sent it to Channel 9, you could have sent it to, they, they, but HBO was cable. And HBO, uh, I sent it to. I sent it to Oprah. She, Oprah, <laughs> is such a fraud. She's a fraud. You could have been Doctor Phil. Could have been what about Nickelodeon? You could have got slimed. Weed Man could have been an Oprah creation. I can't believe Oprah did. Weed Man, who? Who did the editing on that video? I like the little the little shimmy that you do at the beginning of the video. Oh my god! I did the editing. Do you see that hot blonde chick? Do you see that hot blonde chick looking at me? You, you could have been Weed Man if Oprah had answered that you would have been like dr oz you would have 
been on TV. I really think, Ken, I'm ready right now. I'm old, I'm wise, and I'm studying and ready. Ken, I'm ready right now. Do Benny and the weed man with me. Do Benny and the weed man with me, Benny. Oh, I have so many more questions I want to ask Weedman, but he's he's annoying me. He's just yelling, and I don't want to, I don't want to deal with it. I want to know how much he paid the people in the audience to be there. That's what I want. Can you put him? I want to know. Can we put him back on real quick? Weedman, how much did you pay the people in the studio audience to be there? Oh, he's not. He's not listening. All right, all right. He's listening back to his fine work he, on the he, delay. He wants to hear himself on the radio. Okay. All right. His, I I was watching some of that. His voice. Has, he had a mullet. Has really changed. Oh man, his he voice a, is really different now. Yeah. Put it this way: it's what Genie must have sounded like thirty years ago before the abuse. Well, to be fair to Weed Man, he's had a tough life. The guy was like a Wall Street guy. He had a lot of money. He lost everything, and he was homeless for a while. And he turned to Mother Weed. To, I actually uh, have a very you know, important question: is is he ba- has has he realized that we've gone back to him? I don't know. Let's find but, out. But, let's see. Hey, Weed Man. Hey. Weed Man. Yeah. Hey. I, I have a question. We're interviewing I'm Weed Man. Right, right, right. So, okay, so, you know, your voice <laughs> was very different uh, back then. That was, you know, what, 20-something years ago? Yeah, a long time. Yeah, okay, was it, did the, the raspiness in your voice, did that come, like, did you used to smoke cigarettes, or is it just from smoking weed? I need to know this. Or is it from just yelling all the time? <laughs> I don't smoke cigarettes. Don't smoke cigarettes. Only smoke weed. Did you yeah, that's a great advice. Great advice for the kids. That yeah. smoke is harmless. <laughs> this public service announcement was brought to you by Ben Maller. No, it was not. Danny G approved this. <laughs> that was Ben Maller. Right, now, we man, how, how, how much did you pay the people in the audience? Be honest. <laughs> You're so funny, Ben. That Listen, that was a paid audience. That studio set was paid for. That I, I know, but I how did much did you? Uh, 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 I don't. No, I wanted to know. I, I, well, what kind of gift hard, basket did they get? We got a hard clock here, and I can't. You know, network damn clock. And well, this is usually the time you're crying about losing in password, anyways. I think this has been a much better, better segment than password. I had to put the stops on that. We did, and uh, we enjoyed. We, we wouldn't have gotten this radio if we had played password. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.